Hi, my name is Marcus Ellington, host of the Next Podcast and Vlog. Next is a resource designed to help you get connected and aligned with the next steps of God's purpose for your life. Today, I have the privilege of interviewing Ashton Fish. Ashton is an amazing leader, a man of God, and an amazing father I hear as well. He'll probably talk about that a little later. Ashton, I don't want to tell too much about you. I absolutely love you as a man of God and as a leader, but I want to hear a little bit about you. Can you tell us about yourself? Yeah. Hey, Marcus. Thanks so much for having me, man. It's so cool that we are doing this. Um, so a little bit about me. Uh, I am uh, right now uh, at a new church. Uh, I'm a youth pastor and an associate pastor here in Santa Clarita, California. I have a nine-month-old daughter, Maya, who is the joy of my my life, and my wife is amazing. She puts up with me every single day. God bless her. But man, um, that's just a little bit about me. I just graduated with my MDiv, um, so if I seem a little scatterbrained, it's because for four years I've been studying. Um, but yeah, man, I just I love Jesus. I love the next generation, and man, I'm passionate about discipling leaders. So that's a little bit about me. I love that. I love that you love the next generation so much, and I think that's obvious in everything you do. And congratulations again on your baby girl. She's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Hey, I want to jump right in because I know you have a lot of good stuff to share with us today. So uh, first and foremost, can we just dive into the deep end? Is that okay? Let's go for it, bro. Excellent. Well, well, Ashton, can you explain to us, like, how were you called to ministry and how did you know what your calling was? Yeah, man, it's kind of a long story and I don't want to take up the whole um, podcast and vlog for telling it, but it really starts with me at 12 years old at a camp, actually Camp Cedar Crest here in California. And that's where I gave my life to Christ. Um, before I went to camp, I was actually grounded for six months. I stole a car with a friend, got drunk, got high, and um, got brought home by the police. Thank God I didn't get charged, but I was 12 years old and uh, grounded for six months. All I could do was go to church. Oh, oh by the way, my parents were senior pastors, Foursquare pastors. And um, I went to camp and just completely surrendered my life to Jesus. And that was the start of all of it. And actually at camp, I think I heard the audible voice of God, or at least God spoke, spoke to my heart. And he said, Ashton, I want you to play guitar. I was not a musician, Marcus. I, I mean, I didn't, I mean, you know, everybody kind of wants to be a musician and wants to be a rock star. Dude, I couldn't sing. I even tried to play music before this and wasn't good. But I listened to God's call, you know, play guitar. And so I started playing guitar and worshiping Jesus. Out of worshiping Jesus um, through that, came leadership. Then I started in a leadership role, uh, leading a Bible study when I was 14. I was scared out of my mind, but I led a Bible study at McDonald's. And actually, funny story, JT, Justin Timberlake, came to my Bible study once. Um, but that's for another time. When I was 14, he heard the gospel. Um, but man, I was scared out of my mind to preach, um, but I just did it because I was obedient. I was just hearing God's call saying, hey, reach your friends. You know, reach your friends. And so, um, man, through all of that, um, the Lord just opened up door after door after door. Um, by the time I was 16 years old, I was a worship pastor for my church and the youth pastor for my church. By the time I was 19, wow. I was uh, youth pastoring um, a, a really at a really large church. And so it was just a gradual hearing God's voice. You know, it started with just something simple, which I think that, that happens for all of us. Play guitar, start a Bible study, reach your friends. And through that, my calling just began to grow and grow. In Jesus. And so that's where I'm at today. And what's crazy, man, it's full circle. You know, these 17 years later, um, I'm now leading the camps that I got saved at. 
isn't God good, right? Like the the lost pastor's kid now is leading <laughs> these kids in our area in Southern California. And so God is so good. And that's just been a little bit about my story. Again, it's, it's a, a long story, but there you go. Man, to be honest, we should have devoted all the time to that. That is great. Just a great story of what God's done in your life. So let me, let me ask you this. There's a few things that jump out to me in your story, but this little tidbit I want to pull out. You said you, you felt like the Lord was just saying, reach your friends, reach your friends. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because I feel like a lot of the people listening, they may be in that same boat where they have a bunch of friends who need to know Jesus. Yeah. So what happened was I was, I think, around 13 years old and another leader said, hey, I want to take you to this camp. And so um, I met them on a missions trip. And, um, you know, anyways, I went down to L.A. to go work with this guy and go to their camp. But I actually went down a few days early. And this youth pastor, what he did was he actually just hung out with his youth students. Like every night he picked up youth students and we just went and got like fast food or we, you know, got a Starbucks. And I just saw him doing life on life discipleship. And I just saw how different that was because I was just used to showing up at church, right? And just like doing the church service. But he was actually like taking people out and spending time with them. And I don't even know this language yet, but he was discipling us. That's what he was doing, man. And so I saw what he was doing, and then he challenged me. He said, hey, why don't you go back and do this at your local church in Mojave, California? I mean, literally in the middle of nowhere, do that. And so I was like, okay. So I asked my dad. I'm like, dad, can you give me 20 bucks a week for McDonald's? I'm going to call it nugget night. I'll buy everybody chicken nuggets that, that come. Well, dude, that's how it started. And I had one person. I was scared out of my mind um, to preach. I think for the first like two or three months, I only had one or two guys show up to my Bible study. I think I probably convinced him to not follow Jesus at first. I mean, it was bad, but the Lord just began to, to refine me and use me. By the end of that year, we had 25 guys showing up to McDonald's. Wow. Um, our youth group doubled in size because my sister started Taco Tuesday at Taco Bell. Um, if you've ever been through Mojave, there's literally like three fast food restaurants. That's why we're choosing Taco Bell um, and McDonald's. But anyways, man, so we just answered the call, you know, my sister and I, and, uh, that's how it started. And, you know, for all of us guys, it's going to be scary. It's going to be hard. You're not going to know what you're going to do. Um, there's kind of a joke. Everybody has a three bad months of Bible study. Get it out of the way, people. Get your three bad months out of the way. Um, you know, you're not going to be perfect. You're a new, new person doing this. But there's a perfect God that, that's going to use you, and His grace is going to be sufficient in that. So, yeah, that's just a little bit about that, man. I love that, Ashton. Actually, that's a perfect segue then. Off of that, just launch from there. What, what would you say to encourage someone who feels like they're called to ministry and maybe they're in that place now where they're really trying to discern the voice of the Lord to know what to do? What would you say to encourage them? Yeah, Romans eleven twenty nine is one of my favorite verses about calling and your gifts. It says that God's calling gifts are irrevocable. And so I want to encourage everybody right now. God hasn't made a mistake on you. Um, I know for me, I felt like God did. Uh, I, I have learning disabilities. I'm still struggling with them to, to this day. I didn't learn how to read till the fifth grade. Um, that's pro probably why I dove into drugs and did so many bad things. I was just hurting and I was trying to cope in the wrong ways when I was younger. But man, God's calling his gifts. He didn't make a mistake on me. He, he hasn't made a mistake on you. He's gifted you. He's called you. And I, I look at it this way. God's um, gifts are kind of like seeds. He's put these seeds in all of us, just these, these God-given abilities um, I'm a huge Laker fan. So LeBron James, it's like, look at him. He has been gifted by God to play basketball. He was given those gifts, but they're seeds. We have to water them. We have to grow them. We have to prune them. We have to 
grow in our calling. And so the seeds is the gift, but the call is our continual faithful response to God. And so we have to continue to respond to God. And that's even in my story, what I was sharing, it's just one thing, play guitar, reach your friends, lead worship, uh, pastor your friends. God was speaking those, those gradual things. And so I want to encourage you that your calling is going to be gradual. It's not going to happen overnight. God has gifted you. He's put seeds inside of you. Water those right now. Um, God's call and his gifts are irrevocable. He hasn't made a mistake on you. The best is yet to come. Just keep working, keep going, keep following Jesus. Wow, Ashton, I absolutely love that. Yeah, you know what? You are a Lakers fan, so I feel like you just got 10 cool points in my book, okay? I just want you to know because the Lakers all the way. But no, honestly, I absolutely love your story. I absolutely love what God has done in your life. I, I love that you mentioned you had learning disabilities, and now you also mentioned that you just graduated with your MDiv. I think that's phenomenal, just the grace of God in your life. Uh, hard work, of course, and dedication, but you discerning and hearing the voice of God and going after it. I absolutely love that. Ashton, do you have any resources or anything that you would want to share with those who would be listening? Yeah, the first resource would be um, we need life on life. You need a leader. You need somebody. If you'll notice in my story, I had that guy that reached out to me when I was 13 that took me under his wing. We all need a leader. It's so important that you track down whoever that is. Whoever you want to be like, follow that person, nag them, say, hey, speak into me, pour into me, you know, give me your wisdom. We need that life on life. And so I don't think anything, no book, no resource can change the, just our relationship with God, but also our relationship with mentors. Um, I wouldn't be here today without amazing mentors and leaders like yourself, Marcus. Um, it was funny, actually. Marcus was a leader in my life. Um, and, and again, the guy looks great. He, I think he looks younger than me right now, but he was a leader in my life at one point, led a, a young adult retreat. That's how I met Marcus. And so we all need Marcuses in our life. We all need leaders in our life that pour into us and speak to us like Marcus has done in my life. And then seriously, countless other leaders. Um, the second thing would be this. There is a book that I would say, if you could read this one book, this would be the book. It's called Let Your Life Speak. It's by Parker Palmer, who's a sociologist. Um, that means he just studies people. He understands culture and people. And I love the title. It says, Let Your Life Speak. What is your life saying right now? If you went to your social media, what is your social media saying about you? If you could go up to your friends right now and say, hey, how am I unique as a leader, as a person? What would they say about you? What is your life saying right now? And I think so often we're not listening, again, to the gifts that God's put inside of us. We're not aware of the, the calling that God has for us. And we need people around us to help us see that and, and, and resources like this book. So what is your life speaking? Um, I think, Marcus, we probably both have seen people that are like, hey, I think God's called me to do this. And you're like, bro, I don't see it. There's no gifting. There's no, like, that's not in your life. Um, and so I think... We have to be aware of ourselves, and that's why I suggest this book. What is God speaking to you? What has God gifted you? And again, what are those seeds that he's put inside of your life? What are those? And begin to work on them. And Let Your Life Speak for Parker Palmer, solid resource. Check that out. The last thing is this, um, to, and, and it, this is just kind of a resource I'm going to give you right now and something I've learned the hard way. Um, we need to follow the model of Jesus. What do I mean by that? Jesus rested, he worked, and then he rested. And so I want to encourage you, um, because I know in my life I've struggled with learning disabilities, so I feel like I always have to prove myself. I don't know if there's anybody else on this podcast or vlog right now that you always feel like you have to prove yourself. I've learned that when I followed Jesus, Jesus changed my life in this. 
Ashton, I love you just for who you are right now. Rest in your identity. Rest that you are a son of God. Just right there. That's the foundation. Then now go out and do. Go work your tail off. Change, change the world. You know, build the kingdom of God. Um, help your friends that are lost. Um, do that. Do the work of ministry. But then also come back and rest. And we see this model of Jesus as we look in the Gospels that while the disciples are freaking out, he's sleeping. Um, while people are saying, hey, Jesus, you need to go do this. He's saying, no, I need to go rest and be with my father. And I'm going to go pray for a while. We see that Jesus rested to work. He was being before he was doing. And I want to encourage you, if I could give you any resource right now, learn from my life, people. Just be with God first before you do. And so those are the resources I would suggest to you today. Wow. Wow. Those are jam-packed with goodness, to be honest with you. If a young person today started implementing those three things, life on life, discipleship, uh, reading their book, uh, let your life speak, and then honestly following the model of Jesus, they will be set up for a long life of effective ministry and health. I think that's so great. Ashton, thank you so much. You are an amazing leader. And I don't just say it to say it, but God has obviously has his hands all over you, sir, using you and your family to do great and amazing things. So thank you for sharing with us on Next Today. Really excited about what God's going to continue to do in your life and what we'll see as far as fruit from those who are listening. Thanks again, Ashton. Yeah, thank you, Pastor Marcus. And thank you for being one of those leaders to speak to me. I appreciate you, brother. Love you, man.